0: No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible.
1: This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. Already on the show in the last few weeks, we've talked a little bit about the Raiders and their appearance on Hard Knocks. This is, what is it now? I think it's about the 12th season of Hard Knocks. People are talking about the Raiders. A lot going on there. Obviously, second season for John Gruden as the head coach. We've got Antonio Brown on the team now, and we're joined by... My colleague, uh, one of the best in the business, she has been doing Raiders games for the last five years in the preseason. She's one of the only women to have called NFL national games, and it's a pleasure to welcome to the Sporting Life, Beth Moens. Beth, thank you for being with us. Oh, my pleasure, Jeremy. How do you think the Raiders are handling all of the attention coming their way right now?
0: Um, You know, I I think they're doing a pretty good job of it. It's... You know, the reality of the, you know, present day NFL uh, is that, and and with social media being the way it is, um, I think for this generation of younger guys, uh, they're a lot more used to it uh, than, you know, say back in the day when there weren't television cameras and phones everywhere. And and so I I think there's an awareness uh, that you're constantly on uh, is, you know, one of the phrases that we like to say in in broadcasting and sportscasting too so um other than the i think having to get used to the boom mics, uh boom mics and all the camera guys that uh, you know hard knocks comes in with a, a pretty substantial number of people um I, I think once you get past that the first couple of days i think you, you, they've done a good job of settling in and, and getting to work and and trying to figure out how all the new pieces fit i think that's the big thing with training camp, I think the count is there are five remaining starters from the day before Gruden arrived two years ago uh, to the point now where you're you're trying to gel 17 new starters over the course of the last two years.
1: Speaking of Beth Moens, the ESPN and CBS broadcasters calling the preseason games for the Oakland Raiders again this season. And, and Beth... Um, You know, when we think about the Raiders, obviously we're thinking about John Gruden and his big personality, how he imposes that personality on the teams that he's coached over the years, on the people that he works around. Uh, Certainly that was the case at ESPN and elsewhere. As a coach, how does a young team uh, respond to the John Gruden of 2019?
0: Um, You know, I think that's the, the challenge that John um, was ready to take on when he returned to the sidelines. Um, You know, I get to work alongside Rich Gannon, who played for John uh, with the Raiders the first go-round, and and he does like to joke, you know, how come you don't yell at these guys the way you used to yell at us? (laughs) Um, But I I think, um, you know, Jeremy winning is the great elixir for everything, you know, I, I think everybody was frustrated with the record last year and, and excited and hopeful that there's more pieces in place where you can give these guys tough love um, and, and and sprinkle in, you know, something for, for the younger guys um, to make them feel appreciated and may help them to understand, um, you know, how much you do care about them. I, I think even, uh, you know, the first iteration of John with the Raiders, you know, Rich Gannon, Loved playing for the guy, even though he was r- really tough on him.
1: For you, Beth, calling preseason, um, obviously there are a lot of guys on these teams who aren't going to be there the following week or at the end of the month when they make final cuts. Uh, the, the rosters are so big. Uh, how, how challenging is it calling preseason football?
0: Um, the actual games themselves, I, I think um, you, know, you, you find that they're much more conversational. And uh, you're doing a lot of, you know, projecting of, hey, here's what the lineup is probably going to look like. Here are the guys that are in a position battle right now. Um, and then you you want to give those guys that, that are, you know, uh, guys 70 through 90 who are, you know, fighting for a roster spot or fighting to get on a practice squad or, you know, in today's NFL, fighting to impress some other team that if they do get cut, maybe I can catch on somewhere else. And um, I I think you take a lot of pride and, you know, you, you find the nugget, you know, you, you find the story of of their life. You know, that guy in Cleveland the other day is a great example. of, you know, there's a, there's a guy like that on every team that is defying the odds um, to try and, and chase their dream. And so that's part of, what I really enjoy about it is these are regular guys um, trying to defy the odds and and make it in the league and and I think there is some inherent drama in that, even in a third or fourth quarter of a preseason game.
1: We're speaking with the broadcaster, play-by-play caller Beth Moens, a- a- and Beth, you played basketball at Lafayette College in eastern Pennsylvania. Um, I got to ask you, you know, back in those days, I saw a lot of Lafayette sports. Uh, did you think Frank Bauer was going to be an NFL quarterback?
0: <laughs> you know, we weren't sure if Frank was going to be an NFL quarterback or, you know, playing the piano um, classically somewhere. Uh, he was outstanding. I think, actually, was on the cover of Sports Illustrated one week, if I'm not mistaken. And, and,
1: that is correct.
0: Yeah, one of their preview issues. Um, yeah, Frank could sling it. We we were hoping. He, he got a look, I believe, from the Giants. Um uh, And, you know, when you're from a smaller school and you got a guy that that can that can get after and has a chance, you know, even even C.J. McCollum, you know, a Lehigh guy, I begrudgingly (laughs) was rooting for him to make it in the NBA and and he hit he hit pay dirt.
1: Now, I I always get mixed up at the Lehigh Lafayette rivalry. It has one of those distinctions. I don't know if it's the most consecutively played, the oldest,
0: the longest played. Which one is Lehigh Lafayette? I believe it's the most continuously played, where a lot of uh, schools, I think, took off time um, during during the, the Great War and, and World War II. I, I think since we're right on the street from one another, I think they were still able to play those games those years.
1: I tell you, Frank Bauer, B-A-U-R, most people don't remember that, one of the great Division I AA quarterbacks of all time. What, do, we, do you have any idea what he's up to these days?
0: I uh, I do not actually. I think on Facebook he might uh, he might still be living in Central Pennsylvania, um, but uh, you know we we took a lot of pride in those days. Uh, you know we were fortunate. We we were really good at, at just about every sport at Lafayette back then, and and we we were able to feed off of each other's success and really um, you know Frank was was great with his time and and uh, you know helping out a lot of the other student athletes and. Um, I, I think it's great when the when the football players uh, take a, a lot of pride in all the other teams and all the other student athletes on campus. That's a huge deal, even at the smaller schools. I
1: remember that old press box there. Were you ever in the press? You were always playing, so you you were you were an athlete. But did you ever get to that old press box at Lafayette? I think it was built in about 1820.
0: Absolutely, one of the first things I ever did for ESPN was. Um, you know, they used to play the Phillipsburg Easton High Turkey Bowl <laughs> right um, at uh, Alumni Field. And I, I was pulling cables on the sideline for Kerry <laughs> Ross. Oh, stop. Uh,
1: for Scholastic Sports America?
0: Yes. Yeah, it, it may may show up on ESPN Classic or the Ocho one day. That's great. Um, but we actually, as student-athletes, we used to sell um, uh, programs for football games. Mm-hmm. On the on uh, Saturdays for a little extra cash, we'd we'd be practicing in the morning, and then we'd go we'd go sell programs, and and uh, yeah, that press box was legendary.
1: That's funny you said. I think you also uh, went to graduate school at Syracuse, and I think my first job at ESPN, the first time I ever did anything, was pulling cables and doing stuff like that. I was on, the on the field like. Uh, PA for the Scholastic uh, Track and Field Championships in like 89 at the Carrier Dome. Something like that. And I remember... Oh, yeah. So I was the guy down on the track at the Carrier Dome who like would give the officials the go-ahead when they could start the race for TV purposes. And I remember, I think it must have been yes, 91. Yes. I think Marion Jones might have won the national title that year, the high school championship. Oh, it's really wow. not, uh, not very interesting to anyone but me, but I thought I would go down that path. Of course, we're speaking of Beth Mowins, who has had a long and distinguished career in play by play calling, a pioneer, certainly, uh, among women play callers. And, and you get to call so many different sports. Um, uh, people know you from football and basketball. Um, What's the sport that you enjoy calling the most, Beth?
0: Um, you know, I think uh, home for me was always basketball. That's what I grew up with. Um, so that's kind of my comfort zone. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's there's a little something um, in, in everything. Like, the, you know, the, the best event might be the Women's College World Series. It's just always a, great to be a part of championships um, and the drama that is inherent in that. Um football is always fun because it's, it's once a week. So, you know, there's a a certain drama and energy around, a uh, you know, campus on Saturday or an NFL city on a Sunday that, that makes that special. Uh, but probably basketball is where, um, you know, you just have that sense you can sit down without anything in front of you and, and be able to call it just because you know it so well.
1: When you when you did the uh, Rams-Raiders preseason game this past week, you were working for the Raiders. Mina Kimes, our colleague, was working for the Rams on their broadcast, doing color commentary. Uh, what, what was it like having uh, another woman commentator on an NFL broadcast uh, for the same game you were calling?
0: You know, that was really cool. I, I had a chance to um, visit with Mina pregame and and then, uh, you know, stopped uh, into the booth to see how things were going at halftime. Um, I, you know, I, I think every time you um, have people in a position where you can sort of break down a stereotype or give somebody an opportunity to prove themselves um, and allow the, the fans and the listeners to, you know, sort of make up their own mind about whether or not somebody's good enough to do the job, um, and, and that's really the, I think the biggest thing. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm really proud, Jeremy, when I see, you know, somebody get an opportunity, you know, just in the last couple of years since Monday Night Football and, and the NFL on CBS, there, there are a lot of young, young women now calling, uh, play by play in minor league baseball, which is, I, I think one of the best proving grounds, um, because you get a lot of reps in a very short period of time. And, and you've got women now in, in, um, all four of the major sports, you know, you got Kendall Coyne, uh, Schofield doing doing the NHL, joining uh, Doris and, and Jessica in, in the NBA and MLB. So it's a it's a great thing to see and pretty cool.
1: Been speaking with Beth Moens about her career in broadcasting in the state of the Raiders. Before we let you go, Beth, I know you mentioned Rich Gannon you're working with. You're also working with Matt Millen, one of the Raiders all time greats. How's Matt doing? We've uh, uh, we we've spent some time together since his heart replacement surgery.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you that, you know, other other than everybody thrilled to see Matt and, and to be able to talk with Matt, uh, people couldn't say enough about the job that, that ESPN and you guys did with, um, Thank you. you know, the special piece on him and, and what he had to go through and, and sort of what I've called uh, the, the Christmas Eve miracle. Um, he is looking good. He's feeling good. You know, I think he gets a big boost. Um, from all the football fans out there that have sent their, their well wishes. And I, I think it was, um, you know, the best medicine possible for him to be back around a lot of the, the, uh, you know, the old Raiders, uh, that were, um, up in Napa at training camp and, and great for him to be back out there on the field and back in the booth. And, uh, you know, I, I, the, the people that know Matt, I'm, you know, I'm not spilling the beans here, but you you see the, the, uh, the the crusty old soul on the outside, and, and inside he's a big old teddy bear.
1: <laughs> Beth Moens. Uh, Beth, we hope you have a great season. Thank you so much for taking some time for us here on The Sporting Life. Thank you very much, Jeremy. My pleasure. I'm Jeremy Shapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time.